Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges, the business journey podcast by Eden Exchange. Today we spoke with Luigi Prestonenzi, Head of Sales, and Manuel Campos, CEO of Celebrity Inc., the biggest tattoo and body art brand in the world. Listen as Luigi and Manuel chat about the idea behind Celebrity Inc., how they developed their revolutionary business model, how they are replicating their success seen in other countries and making their mark in Australia, future goals for the business, the pain points of the tattoo and body art industry, and so much more. Tune in now to discover more. Welcome everyone, my name is Raghu, I'm the founder and CEO of Eden Exchange. Today we have some special guests from Celebrity Inc. We have Luigi Prestonenzi, who's the head of sales and enabling and growth at Celebrity Inc. And also Manuel Campos, who's the CEO of Celebrity Inc. Pleasure to have you both on today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Firstly, uh, Manuel, as the CEO, I thought I'd ask you, what is your professional background and how did you first become involved with Celebrity Inc.? Yeah, I I was born in Argentina and I came to Australia many years ago now. Uh, I came here to do an, an MBA, a Master in Business Administration, and just decided to stay in Australia. I love the country. And since then, I, I worked in um, consulting businesses, uh, consulting uh, firms that we consult businesses on, anything uh, related to strategy, uh, finance, uh, operations and whatnot. I'm a qualified chartered accountant as well. I'm a tax agent as well. So I'm a lot of different things. And I I worked in large businesses, listed companies as well. And then I decided to go on my own and do my own business, consulting services. And I celebrating was one of my clients. And I started consulting to the business and, and slowly I started getting more and more involved and asked to step in a lot more in, in helping Celebrity Inc. strategically. And yeah, just one day I was offered the role and I, I took it. Excellent. Now, just to add on from that, there's, you, know, you obviously have a very you know, corporate slash professional and you know, management focused background. Now, how's that translated into this industry as well? Well, look, this industry is no different to any other industry. It's uh, business selling a service. Uh, it just happens that the service is a, a service that is not very known to be corporate, and and it it also doesn't have it has it has a bit of a stigma attached to it. But from the first moment, I'm, I'm not a a big tattoo person, and but all I saw as a business consultant was a business selling a service, and in an industry in in a very large industry worldwide with rapid growth as well uh, that hadn't been, in my opinion, tapped into by large corporations or or in a in a corporate manner, probably uh, primarily because of the stigma attached to it. So I saw a great opportunity. Uh, absolutely, definitely an opportunity to to change that um, to, to, to utilize your skills there. Now, Luigi, how did you come into the business? 
Yeah, so Manuel initially engaged with me about 18 months ago uh, to help with an enablement project. I've got a, a long history working in sales and marketing. I've spent over 20 years working in sales. That's all I know. Lucky because uh, when I was at school, I struggled at school. So I fell into sales and I, um, I've i worked across a whole variety of different sales channels from door to door, um, contact center, um, business development across B2C and B2B. And then by, by the age of sort of 29, 30, um, I was head of business development and then became head of marketing for one of Australia's largest education businesses, ASX Listed. And then I went on and did my own thing, working with organizations in helping them from an enablement perspective, um, focusing on sales enablement. So Manuel initially reached out and I was quite taken back because I've never really thought a business, a tattoo sort of business would be someone that I'd work with. But when I initially met Manuel, um, I was taken back by the fact that they had someone really looking forward. So thinking about strategy two, three, four years down the track and what foundational elements they needed to put in place to enable the business to achieve those objectives. And that's what attracted me to the business, to be honest. It was the fact that they had such a strong leader who was very strategic in their thinking. And, you know, having worked with a whole variety of different organizations, that doesn't always happen. A lot of people are thinking more tactically than strategically. Then once I've sort of got the opportunity to see that vision, I then got to see the business and identified that the actual business is a it's an awesome opportunity because nobody's actually done what Celebrity Inc's been able to do. And that's essentially first to market and really change. They're changing the way that people look at the tattoo industry. And it's a whole lot more than that. So that's what attracted me to the business. And that's why the business is starting to see the growth profile that it's that that it's experiencing right now. Yeah, excellent. Now, you're in such a unique industry, but such a growth industry. The tattoo and body art industry has been booming. Now, what's the number one reason you think franchises are being drawn to the industry? I think um, I think there's a couple of reasons why, right? But I think, that, you know, for anyone that's looking to open a business, uh, especially a franchise, the reason they're looking for a franchise is because the thinking, the strategy, the product market fit component has already been done. And, you know, there's a lot of people that aspire to be business owners, but don't necessarily want to start things from the, from the, from the ground up, right? So I think that's one of the reasons why franchising is such a, an attractive business model. And then when you bring tattoo in, it kind of surprises people because not a lot of people realize that this is a, there's a franchising opportunity for it. And then when they start to see the business model, they start to see how it's completely different to what their perception of the tattoo industry is. And they start to see the opportunity, the market opportunity exists. It creates a lot of excitement and curiosity to learn more. And then people, when people do get involved, you know, the, the actual returns they're achieving and the experience that they're having kind of, you know, exceeds what their expectations are. So that's what's attracting a lot of people to the, to the, to the, to the opportunity. So Manuel, given your background and knowledge of business, what do you think is really involved with owning a celebrity inc look are there a lot of regulations and setup required to run this type of business and what do you think is driving the success of a franchisee look in terms of regulations and whatnot there are regulations they they vary greatly between states in australia and of course between countries but of course we at head office we look after all of that for our franchisees uh, we make sure that they're compliant 
in in everything and anything that they need to be compliant with. We give training on all of that as well, and we and we of course constantly maintain that training and and that finger on the pulse on that. Franchises don't need to any franchisee doesn't need to understand it or even know it. I mean, if there's a franchisee uh, operator, of course they will be. Uh, a lot more aware of it, but if it's a franchisee investor, then they really don't need to be involved in that much at all. And what's attracting? Why? Why is this an attractive franchise? I think we we worked really hard in the last couple of years uh, in improving the business model. I mean, as I said in my background, um, I'm definitely a numbers person. And the first thing when I took over was to dig deeper in the numbers and work on improving the business model. And there were some constraints in the industry. I mean, this, there is a reason why there's no big players in a, such a, a profitable and, and large industry and growing industry. And the reason for that is because of the, the actual business model, the structure of the business model in, in the industry, of the industry. So I saw some opportunities there to address those constraints and implemented strategic initiatives to do so. And that is what's allowing us to do what no other business industry has done, which is grow in number of units in a very profitable way. You mentioned that the industry is fragmented and the business model is unique. What have you done in terms of growing that business? Because I know that Celebrity Inc. was founded in Thailand. It's now a global business. Can you delve back a bit on that success story to talk about how it is where it is today in the midst of what you talked about, a fragmented market, as well as that quote-unquote industry reputation, which you've obviously done a lot to, to change? Yeah. Look, it's a combination of things, of course. Uh, I guess the first thing is that we attack the industry uh, with a corporate mentality and looking at it from wearing many different hats, but one of them was wearing a shareholder's hat. And so I, I treated this business as I would have treated any listed company that I worked for or any large business that I advised to. Just because it was in a in a unique industry, I didn't change my approach to it. So, look, coming from branding, marketing, sales, structure, and again the actual financial financial side of the of the business model, I looked into each and of those areas as if I would in any industry, in any in any large corporation. And there were many many constraints, like I said before, that needed. To be worked on and and of course it wasn't an overnight solution but that's that's what i did i mean and look as an example of of that is the tattoo artist so one of the main constraints of this industry is the lack of pool of tattoo artists and of course as you can imagine supply demand any tattoo artist experienced tattoo artist uh, or non-experience. If you wanted to hire one to open a new studio, you needed to hire nine or ten of them. First, there weren't many out there, even if you were willing to pay a very high percentage, commission percentage. But even the ones that were there, they, they, the market was dictating a very high commission percentage. 
So the first, that was one of the key variables in the business model that I addressed first. Um, so there was two options. One was to continue paying the commissions that the industry pays, which would have meant it would have made make, made it impossible to to have profitable franchises and grow as a business. Or the other option was to increase that pool of artists. Uh, so what we did is we created our own academy of artists, and the this numerous extremely talented artists out there who very few of them if i would say one percent probably have the opportunity to make a, a good living out of expressing their art so we said well let's go and find those people who already are amazing artists they're amazing drawers and let's teach them to use a tattoo gun and that's what we did and this was probably a year and a half ago, two years ago, and we've created, if you wish, over 100 tattoo artists since. And that allowed us to have a more reasonable commission percentage, which, I mean, don't need to explain it, the direct impact it had on the bottom line of each studio. But it also allowed us to, to grow because without having artists to tattoo, we couldn't grow more units. Yeah, look, it's fascinating how you've taken that you know, methodical, strategic approach to enable you know, the artist to have the fulfilling business that they can run with. So, you know, really interesting to hear how you've managed to achieve that. Now, back to you, Luigi, in terms of, because you're, I guess you're dealing with so many interested business owners, what do you think is the unique point of difference of a celebrity and franchise? One from the rest of the tattoo industry and two from a regular franchise. Yeah, I think from the, from the rest of the tattoo industry, I think, you know, as Manuel said, it's a very fragmented market, but it's a lot of people, it's a lot of just tattoo artists who might have a business and there's a couple of, you know, artists within the business. And, you know, it has, it has had a bit of a negative stereotype kind of persona associated with it, right? I think what makes this quite exciting and why it's disrupting the market is the actual, because they're in mainstream shopping centers, the experience is like nothing else you've seen, right? It's not a, it's, it's, you're walking through, um, it's bright, it's clean, it's friendly, it's inviting, it's exciting. It's just technology in there. There's VIP rooms. Again, it's, it's an experience and that's what people are buying. They're not just buying the tattoo, they're buying the experience, right? And so that consumer experience does create excitement for a potential business owner because that's one of the reasons why it's growing so fast because the industry itself hasn't made that jump to really think about what is that experience that they can create for the consumer. And because it's creating that experience, it's actually engaging with a segment of the market that has historically wanted tattoos but has been a little bit intimidated to go and get a tattoo, right? So we're seeing a strong demographic of 18 to 30-year-old young females that are comfortable to go in there. And they're, they're comfortable to buy and the data shows that they're not just going to get one, they're probably going to get two or three or more, right? So that itself is exciting. Um, it's a unit that's quite unique. And all the back-end processes as well are making it even, even, even more unique. And it's, it, again, it's making it harder for other tattoo parlors to compete because 
um, Manuel and the business have made significant investments in the systems to actually make it easy for people to not just engage, to get real-time responses to their inquiries and book them in in any, in any format, digital, face-to-face or phone. So they, they're also looking at how do they create an omnichannel presence for the consumers. And that's what, again, is what's driving a, a better a consumer experience. So, you know, from an industry perspective, that's how it's been able to create a unique value prop. In comparison to other franchise models, again, I think this one, because it's new, it's exciting. We haven't hit the peak of the, the bell curve, so to speak. So there's a lot of incredible growth opportunities. It's opportunities for franchise owners to get multiple territories, so not just stop with one, but to get look at two, three, and four, and really grow a significant portfolio of of, of territories, um, and help them achieve their business objectives. Now, is there a generic franchise model, or are there different types of celebrity franchises? There is there is a generic model. Uh, there's no different types. We we definitely. Uh, strong and big on being consistent uh, and achieving that consistency, primarily with the with the aim of ensuring that we provide that consistent, amazing customer experience. Uh, and the only way we can we can assure that each and every one of our units provides that is by the consistency that we we achieve. Of course, we do cater like any other franchise in different countries with very different cultures. Because um, we we are we have units in Southeast Asia, we have units in Europe, and and we we do cater for uh, slight variances, but overall it's 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 a one model. Excellent. And what sort of training and support is provided to each franchisee? Yeah, so each franchisee receives uh, full training from head office, each franchisee and their team. Um, so we we have all the technology in terms of. LMS, i.e. online training, and we provide them a few weeks of intensive training. And then for the first week or so of training, we have an operations person with them on site offering that support because as we know you can be trained as great as you can be trained when it comes to real life. Uh, it's never the same. Um, so we offer that support for the first week. Generally, franchisees are fine. They just need a bit of help here and there, things that they might not remember or, or under pressure they, they might struggle. But yeah, and then, of course, we provide ongoing support in all different areas of the business. Excellent. Now, are you able to delve into a bit more about that, you know, that ongoing business support? What, what does that actually relate to? Yeah, so ongoing business support, we provide support from a marketing point of view, from an operations point of view. I mean, we have the academy again, so we provide support in terms of sourcing the tattoo artists. We provide uh, support. We use Salesforce technology for everything that we do in our studios. Even our point of sales is Salesforce, so which, of course, gives us the ability to provide that amazing customer experience that we we want to be known for. And we provide support in terms of training on that and, and ongoing support on that. We provide financial support. So we have an internal team that does all the all the accounting and bookkeeping for the franchisees down to paying the supplier bills and, and the managers payroll and lodging things with the re- relevant tax authorities. 
So the, the support we provide is because we want to ensure that, and, and as I said, because I advise several businesses during my career, it's very important for franchisees or whoever is the person running the franchise to be able to work on the business, not in the business, be able to grow the business, to grow uh, the customer base, to increase the profitability. And if they spend 80% of the time doing the books or 80% of the time dealing with things that they're not experts and they shouldn't be spending time on, then not only it affects them and their success, but it also doesn't allow them to grow into multiple units because there's so many hours they can spend in a day. And that's why, I mean, we we have multi-unit franchisees because with the support that we provide, it allows them to work on a bit on the business and not having to be there doing the the nitty-gritty, non-value-adding task on a daily basis. Now, sorry, Luigi, what sort of franchisees are you looking for? Do they need to have a background in the tattoo and body art industry? and is there any sort of personality and skill set that tends to work best with this type of business model? Yeah, I think, um, no, absolutely. They don't need to have uh, an ex- understanding of the industry. Obviously, we're looking for people that have a level of commercial acumen, like they need to know how to run a business. Coming from a maybe a previous role in management would serve them well, but it's primarily a couple of different personas in which we're looking to engage with. Obviously, you've got the investor that's looking to invest and actually have somebody run the studio for them. They need to know how the business operates um, absolutely, but the the businesses and the system has been designed that management can run the systems, and that's how they can get multiple territories. But if it's owner operated, you know, just people that are they've got some form of passion, they 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 enjoy business. But again, strong strong commercial acumen, the ability to have a level of emotional intelligence as well, and that, but they don't necessarily need to have the marketing expertise or the sales expertise, and that's what's great about this system because. HQ provides all that back-end support to allow them to, if they, if, they, if they don't have the sales and marketing expertise, HQ will help provide that sales and marketing expertise, okay? And they're doing a whole lot of work from brand awareness and training. Um, there's, a, there's an extensive enablement training program for all staff, from managers to, you know, studio owners to artists trying to really elevate the experience so obviously you know the fundamentals the non-negotiable ethical you have to have ethical people sometimes it's a bit hard to sort of define that in earlier conversations but ethical people that in a high level of trust do what they say is very important and obviously if they are going to be owning and, and operating the studio they need to have a level of customer service and really understand how to create that level of service to bring people back multiple times and turn customers into advocates. What about you, Manuel? What are your thoughts on this? Yes, I, I, I agree with uh, everything you said, Luigi. I guess one thing that I'm, I'm strong on is people who, how I like to put it is, have an internal locus of control, meaning that, yes, we provide support. Yes, uh, we have a successful business model, but you need to do the work. It's, it's your business as well. And this is a business partnership. So it's dif- it's the difficulty comes when you uh, engage in partnerships with people who they take the success and they blame all the failures to externally, and that's that's very difficult because no business is perfect and all businesses require work and dedication. Whether it's the franchisee or whoever the 
the franchisee hires to do the, the work. So I guess that's probably one of the, the key things to me. And also, like Luigi said, the ethics. I mean, this is already an industry with a difficult stigma attached to it. So we're very strong on making sure that everyone in our group has very strong ethical behavior. All right. Sounds really good. Do you have any examples of successful franchisees or any good stories about franchises that have really made it with a celebrity? Yeah, yeah, definitely have examples of that. One that comes to mind to me is uh, one of our multi-unit uh, franchisees. He started with one unit and now his next Saturday is the opening of his fourth unit and he has funded all those units with the profits from from the first, second and third unit. Of course, he's a great operator and but as, as you can imagine as, as we said before if he was the one doing all the work he wouldn't be able to have as many units as he had so it's it's proof of the system uh working and the franchisee not necessarily having to be in the business working in the business and this franchisee has even had time in the last year to start his own separate business in a completely different industry. So not only he's doing very, very successfully financially, but he also has enough time not only to own four of our franchises, but to go on and, and do uh, start another business in another industry uh, himself. Right. Yeah. The people listening to this, you know, they tend to be people looking at a business either the first time or second time. What advice can you give anyone looking to start up their own celebrity inc? And what sort of due diligence should they be considering? Like any business, the the, the first thing uh, you need to make sure is that you get to know the business and you get to understand the business and you make sure that culturally you believe you will fit in, in in the business. I would say second or even first as well is uh, do your numbers and make sure that the numbers stack up. Like I said, I'm a numbers person and if the numbers don't stack up, I don't even spend another second on, on an investment. And then, of course, once you tick off those two boxes, speak to other franchisees, go to our studios, see them for yourself, interact with other studios and people working in the studios, sit down with franchisees that are more than happy to do it for a coffee and ask them for the good, the bads and the uglies of owning one of our franchises. Make sure that you, and also make sure that you are prepared to do the work that is required to, to run a successful franchise. All right, excellent. Now, I'll ask you both this question. What do you love most about the business and what drives you to keep growing the business? And I'll add to it, what's what's really, you know, what's motivating you to to grow this business and, and essentially getting out of bed in the morning to, to service the business? Look, I think one of the things that gets me up in the morning and, and makes me, <laughs> doesn't let me go to bed until late at night, is that we are the first ones in this industry. And it's a global industry, a profitable and and an industry in a in a growth cycle phase and we have the unique opportunity to to be the first ones i don't think there's many industries out there in the world that are the size of this industry in this cycle stage that they are where there's no big players already 
who have taken over. So the fact that we we are the first ones and we have the opportunity globally to have the advantage of being the first ones, it's something that not only excites me and, and makes it a great challenge, but also give me that sense of urgency of continue working very hard to make sure that we maintain that sustainably in the future. Because again, Luigi, I was going to ask you that same question. You know, I think um, just a little bit different to what Manuel said, but um, I think we've got to remember that it's about making body art accessible to people that historically might have wanted it, but they didn't feel comfortable going to get it. And I think we've got to remember there's things that motivate people to go get a tattoo that's not that's more than the ink, right? It's about helping them feel connected to the world. It's about there's a whole range of things. There's a whole range of reasons. And that's one of the awesome things about when you start to talk to the consumers that come into the studios, and I've seen, you know, countless messages of between the consumers and, and people in the studios, when they start asking questions about, you know, what's motivated you to come and, and get this tattoo, the stories you hear are amazing. And, you know, we, we're living in a fast changing world and consumers want to be connected. Consumers, it's not just about being connected. It's about finding their own self and finding their, their way in the world, right? This is just another little way that they can do that. So I think intrinsically there's that's what's awesome about this business. There's a tribe of people out there that are looking to be engaged. They're looking to be led. And, you know, Celebrity Inc. have the opportunity to really lead that tribe and do it in a way that nobody else can do it in the industry globally. So, you know, what, what motivates me to work with the likes of Manuel and the team, it's, it's the fact that very few organizations are able to really find that community, engage with them and lead them. And the ones that do, you know, they achieve massive results. And uh, I think that's that's what Celebrity has. That's what Celebrity Inc. has. It's got the opportunity to really lead that tribe and do something that nobody's been able to do in this sector. Now, what are the core values that drive Celebrity Inc.? And how do you think the brand is perceived in the market? Yeah, look, in terms of core values, and, and that's something that oh, it's a good question. I believe it's extremely important to have them very clear and everyone in the business, and in, including our franchisees, to be aware of it because as we know they drive behavior and we have a few core values but if i have to pick the top three or four one of them is excellence and consistency in everything we do and i think that one is self-explanatory one of our core values is an open mind to the joy of learning what is true i think that's a really important core value to have when being a franchisor so that core value what it pretty much says is don't go into a conversation, discussion, an argument, trying to prove your point. Sit in that conversation with an, with a mind open that, that you want to know what is true out of the situation. You want to make sure, 100% sure that you are not wrong, not, not you trying to prove yourself right. I think that's an ex- extremely important value for us within relationships, business partnerships, like I like to call them with franchises, and also with customers, of course. And we have other values, of course. We think outside the box and constant innovation. So, of course, if we want to be the first ones in the market and we want to be way ahead of anyone uh, coming after us, we need to be constantly innovating. And we definitely stand by that. And we have strong policies in our business. We even have an innovation statement on accepting and taking any ideas and then we, I mean, we have many other values. Of course, customer first always is another of our values. And I'm not going to go through all of them, but 
I believe we have very strong values. And what gives me great pleasure is when staff at head office or even franchisees, when having conversations or discussions, they bring up these core values when making someone accountable for not following them. Uh, in terms of what we want people to know us for, we provide a service that empowers self-esteem in, in our customers. We exist to to help people give shape to their ideas and to express their ideas on their body. And by doing that, they feel better about their bodies and they feel better about themselves. So we, we celebrate, as one of our taglines is, we celebrate everybody with the word everybody separated in every and body. And we, we also uh, have a tagline that we say we feel, we provide feel great experiences. And we, we do that by providing best in class experiences unique to each individual. And, and that's why we invest heavily in platforms like Salesforce and sales training and customer experience training. And we have a customer experience officer. And yeah, so we're, we're all about not just walking, get your tattoo, hope it's not as bad as it looks. Uh, the experience is not as bad as it looks from outside the studio and walk out and enjoy it after that. No, in, in, in our business, we want everyone to have a feel great experience from the moment they Google us online and they liaise with someone online in our business to many months and years after they left with a tattoo. Excellent. I think that's really comprehensive. Now, thanks so much again, Luigi and Manuel. We do encourage anyone interested to head to the Celebrity Inc. website, have a more detailed look at the opportunity. We will also have some contact us options near the podcast. We do encourage you to pop your name down and one of the team will be in touch with you ASAP to get your journey going with the company. Apart from that, Manuel, Luigi, it's been a pleasure chatting to you today. We'd really love to have you on again soon for an update in terms of the expansion of the company. And also it's been extremely interesting unpacking your strategy how you've managed to achieve such success in the fragmented market and adding a corporate slash numbers-based business feel to the tattoo industry. So it's been a a fascinating insight as well, guys. So thanks again for your time. Thank you. Thanks. Eden Exchanges is brought to you by the Eden Exchange team. In this episode, we spoke with guest Luigi Presinenzi, Head of Sales, and Manuel Campos, CEO of Celebrity Inc., the biggest tattoo and body art brand in the world. To find out more about Luigi Marcus and the Celebrity Inc. franchise, or to discover other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to our networking website, businessbuyinvest.com. You can also subscribe to the series on iTunes or Stitches if you're using Android. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram for more info on the buying, selling, and investing world. Until next time, thanks for listening.